This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Gentiles would be allowed into the church, but they thought that, that they would have to first convert to Judaism. In other words, they'd have to be circumcised. They'd have to go through these rituals and everything and actually keep the law and, and all this kind of stuff. And the Lord made it clear. He made it obvious. No, 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 that's not the case. This is something completely new here. Prior to the sacrifice of Jesus, there was a divide between Jews and non-Jews. The sacrifice changed many things and filled the gap between Jews and non-Jews. Today, Pastor Robert will be teaching from the book of Acts. Join us as we study the amazing things God did by working through Paul and Barnabas. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. read through and looked at what the Lord was doing and the different events that marked that. One of the things that's significant as we go through the book, here at chapter 13, we see really a transition, two in one, if you will. One is that Peter up to now has been the focal point. You know, at the end of chapter 12, more or less, we were told that, you know, as Peter got out of prison and that whole thing, the angel supernaturally delivering him and setting him free and and then we were told there that after going and informing the church that had been praying for him, Peter left town. Peter took off. He disappears. And that's kind of our goodbye to Peter. Up to now, he's the one that's really been on the forefront. God used him, you know, sent him over to Cornelius, the Gentile household there, and, and um, blew the doors open, if you will, to the Gentile world, making it clear to the Jewish leadership of the church that it was time now to reach beyond Jerusalem, reach beyond the Hebrew people. Up to now, that, that had been it. That, you know, they only shared the gospel with, with other Jewish people. And, and they knew that Gentiles would be allowed into the church, but they thought that, that they would have to first convert to Judaism. In other words, they'd have to be circumcised. They'd have to go through these rituals and everything and actually keep the law and, and all this kind of stuff. And the Lord made it clear. He made it obvious. No, 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 that's not the case. This is something completely new here. Having accomplished that, having used Peter to do that, the least likely person, Saul, the persecutor, God brings into the picture now to actually take the gospel beyond the Jewish people, beyond Jerusalem, beyond Israel, beyond the Hebrews, now into the Gentile world. And, and we see that now, chapter 13 to 28 now, what we see is the gospel going now via Paul 
to the Gentile world. Totally different thing taking place here. And at the end of chapter 12, verse 25 says, Saul, Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they'd fulfilled their ministry, and they also took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Now, we just know him as Mark. Um, Mark spent a good bit of time with Peter, apparently, and most Bible scholars believe that he was the one that actually wrote down what Peter told him to write, and that became the Gospel of Mark. Um, at this point, Mark's just a kid. He's a teenager. It seems that he was Barnabas's nephew. And so as Barnabas and Saul were sent by the church. Well, first they were sent to Antioch. Barnabas was sent to Antioch because all these Gentiles are coming to know the Lord and, and God is moving in Antioch. We need to send them somebody to minister to him. Well, Barnabas is a good guy. Let's send him over there. So Barnabas goes, he sees what's taking place and he realizes, man, I want to need some help here. So he goes in search of Saul. At this point, Saul has been at home in Tarsus, which is where he came from. He'd been there for a decade or more, probably close to 14 years since his conversion, growing in the Lord. And, and um, you know, a lot of times we read these things, and it looks almost like Saul, for example, goes from conversion to ministry in a week, you know. I hear people talking about having just, you know, man, I just really matured in the Lord fast. No, you didn't. It just doesn't happen that way. You may have learned a lot. You may have gained a lot of knowledge. Maturity takes time. It takes time. Growing takes time. doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen fast. It happens over time. It happens through life experience. As you take this knowledge that you've acquired and you begin to apply it in your life circumstances, in your decisions, you know, in, in all of the hardships and difficulties that you face and these kind of things. That's where maturity, that's where growth takes place. It's over time through the application of the knowledge that you may have acquired quickly. So Paul, he's gone. He's, he's still known as Saul. Barnabas goes and gets him and, and he brings him back. And so now they're ministering together. And at this point, I don't know if you noticed, but the wording is significant. It was Barnabas and Saul, not Saul and Barnabas. Barnabas was leading the way. Barnabas was the mentor, the pastor, if you will, the shepherd. Saul is functioning in an assisting role. He's coming alongside. Now, we're going to see that change pretty soon here as Saul does grow and develop and mature, and he's ministering. And, and I love the fact, because as you look at the, the, um, the Apostle Paul, it would seem, you know, looking at his life, looking at his ministry and the Scriptures and everything, that... Uh, he was probably pretty direct, you know. He strikes me, and maybe I'm, I hope I'm not taking license here, but it just seems to me that Paul was, was pretty forceful, you know. He had one of those personalities that didn't mind getting in people's faces. Barnabas, they gave him that name. The name means son of encouragement. He was just one of those kind of people everybody likes to be around because he... he well, he's just encouraging. He's just a blessing to be around, to hang out with. And I, and I love the fact that he's the one God chose to mentor and develop, if you will, the Apostle Paul. But at this point, that's what's taking place. And so they were there in Antioch, and one of the men that God had raised up there to and given the, the gift of prophecy uh, there at, at Antioch, the Lord showed him in some way, that there was going to be a famine in the land, that there was going to be great hardship, and that the Christians at Jerusalem were going to suffer. 
And so the church there said, you know what, we need to help them out. They're going to need our help. They, you know, if not for them, we wouldn't even know about Jesus. And, and so let's, let's gather together some resources and send it to Jerusalem. And so they sent Barnabas and Saul back to Jerusalem with a blessing, with financial provision, with resources. And now we're told there, what we just read there in verse 25, is that they finished that task. They fulfilled that ministry at Jerusalem. Now they're coming back to Antioch, and they're bringing Barnabas's nephew along. They're bringing Mark. Why? Well, a couple of reasons, probably. One, it's an opportunity for him to grow. It's an opportunity for, for him to, to catch the vision, to learn how to minister, to, to serve. And they probably needed some help. And so they're bringing him along. They're taking him back now to Antioch. Now in the church, verse uh, 1 of chapter 13, now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Stop right there and let's think about that for a second. Prophets and teachers, what's the difference? You know, often when we think of a prophet, we think of somebody that's telling the future. That's not entirely accurate. Not saying that that never happens. Obviously, in the Old Testament, it happened a lot. And, and we just talked about the guy, Agabus, I think was his name, there in Antioch that foretold the famine. Sometimes that's what God does through a prophet. More often, what God does is declare truth. Just simply declare truth. The primary um, description, definition, whatever you want to call it, is, is just an inspired teacher. It's just someone that that is gifted by God to proclaim His message to the people around Him. A prophet, a proclaimer, someone who declares. Now see, the, the teacher, on the other hand, is one who God gifts to explain it. Elizabeth and I were talking, my wife and I, this past week about that whole thing, the giftings, you know, and, and a person that's gifted as a teacher, you can usually see that in their life by the fact that they love to study, just love to study, dig into the scriptures, you know, do the cross references, look up the definitions to the words and, you know, and just, just gathering this information, gathering this knowledge, putting the pieces together, connecting the dots, understanding, you know, okay, this was this guy's dad, you know, this was his grandmother and this is how this connected and this is how this developed and, oh, that refers back to Deuteronomy and just connecting the dots and being able to explain that to other people. Someone that's gifted by God as a teacher just loves to search those things out. Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Acts. This book is grand central station for how the church should function today. In it, we see the fledgling first century church learn what it means to walk in the new covenant that Jesus provided. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. 
we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.